I bought it to flex so that it may. Uh, 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 uh. Three seven figures on a jack, no, that ain't me. It ain't the money on my mind. All the connection is what I'm here to find. Uh, 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 uh. Guess I'm a loser. Hey, how you doing? Doing really well. I was just checking out the Outsiders mixtape that you just dropped. It, you're on here quite a bit. Uh, I'm on, yeah, a few times. It's really interesting to watch the um, the voting has started in the Loser Discord. So it's really cool to see. There are so many great tracks. I think it's going to be it's going to be so close. Um, and I, yeah, there's just like so many awesome songs that I've just had going round and round in my head that, that other people have created. It's really Can cool. you tell me a little bit about that process? Like what I, I just discovered about this mixtape through you. I feel like Loser Club has really uh -huh. been taking off as a lot of the key people in the music NFT community have found a home in that community. What's, uh, what's the story behind this yeah. mixtape and what's this voting that's going on? Yeah, so um, so a few, I guess it was actually like a few months ago now uh, when I, I put that song that you were just playing up on my Twitter because I wanted to get on the, they were kind of offering pre-sale spots to just, I guess anyone and everyone. So I just said like, oh, and the Discord was closed. So I had said, um, can I... Uh, can I come in the Discord and I'll write I'll write a theme song like in return, as it were. So I I wrote that song, and then put it on my Twitter, and then um, they saw it and retweeted it, I guess. And then um, Pastel, who's also another outsider, reached out to me and was just like, "Oh hey, yeah, I really love the the song you put up. We're actually working on a mixtape. Would love for you to get involved." Um, 
And at the time, it was really just a few people that had got together. I think it was uh, Paper Hand Puppy's original idea. And then, yeah, they had been a few, a few losers had been chatting in the, in the VC on the loser discord and just sharing music and that kind of thing. And then someone had jokingly said, oh, we should make a mixtape. And then they realized that, yeah, there was, there's no need for that to be a joke. It can be a real thing. So then, um, yeah, we kind of created a, a separate discord for it and, it just was a really organic process actually it kind of just got more and more um just got more and more structures kind of different people came together um with with different skill sets and um and just kind of uh yeah lent their lent their skills and talents to the process and um, you know, some people are so good in the kind of in, in the kind of networking and community building space. My skills outside of music definitely lie within the um, kind of like brand strategy or because I work in in marketing. Basically, you know, what what I what my job is, is turning something that is just an idea into an actual reality in the physical world. Like, OK, how do we turn something from something really ethereal into something that actually people can kind of get involved with and enjoy? So yeah just kind of I, I guess my my role in it was really sort of helping to create the structures um that we as a collective are now kind of um yeah working on developing so that then people who want to come into the collective and just purely be there just for the creative process can just kind of come into something which is really you know uh nicely set up as it were so yeah it's really cool you know there are people who are who are on the more kind of graphics visual side of things and then people who are all about the music but most of us also all do music too so it's really cool because it, it's this space that really allows us to yeah kind of be different aspects of ourselves at the same time and um yeah it just kind of kept growing and growing and then we realized like guys we should definitely take this to the official loser club team so uh, we put together a proper kind of pitch proposal deck of what we wanted to do and and how we wanted to do it. And we sent it to them and they basically were like, yeah, we love it. We love what you guys are doing. We want to support you. What do you want from us? And so then we put another pitch deck together of like, these are the, this is our kind of absolute dream scenario of all the things that we would love to have. Can you make it happen? Well, no, we were just like, you know, we know we might not be able to get all of this. And they were just like, yeah, whatever you want. You just tell us what you need and we will do it. So so the first step of that has really been helping us with these listening parties uh, that, that have been hosted by the Loser Club um, and the voting process is happening in the Loser Club Discord. And um, uh, we really wanted to, even though we sort of have the founding members of the collective, we really wanted to ensure that we weren't kind of gatekeeping the creative process so because, you know, just because we were there at the very beginning doesn't mean that our our kind of curation taste should be any more or less worthy than anybody else within the community. So rather than us doing the tape and um, then deciding which tracks made it on the tape, we decided to yeah open it to submissions and then let anybody who, who, who holds a loser NFT actually vote. So at the moment, that's what's happening in the Discord. There's 19 tracks and there's voting going on and people are just yeah voting for their favorites and it's really cool to see and then we've got one more listening party on the Monday and then after that the voting will close and then the final track list will be decided so yeah it's been a really really fun process and from there what happens with the the song does it get uh is it going to get published anywhere does does the outsiders have a presence on Spotify like what what happens after all the voting is done so when the voting is done, um, the the tracks with the with the eight with the most uh, with the top eight votes um, will have 
will automatically make it on the tape and then there'll be there'll be two two to three slots where we as the kind of a fanning team will sort of fill in those three slots just to give that's just to ensure the tape's kind of got like a nice you know blends nicely together and we not don't feel like oh it's just loads of hype tracks we need something a bit more down tempo or whatever and then we will be minting the mixtape as an nft um and releasing it at some point next month in ideally um ahead of nft nyc and and yeah we should we're looking at how we can also kind of be there performing it as well so yeah the plan is 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 to release it just within web3 at the moment simply because um the whole kind of creation process has been really collaborative people there's been a google drive and people kind of put their beats put their stems um say hey i like that beat can i put a hook on it you know so so sometimes as you can kind of see from the playlist there's maybe like four or five creators on each track then obviously we'll be working with mixers uh yeah engineers to kind of mix it master it we'll be working with devs to get the contract sorted and obviously at this point nobody has nobody has invested any of their own money in it into the process we're all doing this um because we all want to be a part of it and also because we want to yeah we want to release it web3 first because we want everybody who's involved so whether somebody's on like five tracks or whether somebody is just on one verse we're going to be splitting the the pro- uh, profits of the sales completely equally so everybody involved will get exactly the same split um and of course that's i feel like web3 is a really is is an amazing place to do that kind of thing because i think within like legacy music industry it doesn't really you know that's not really the traditional way that people operate um and i think if we were to take this into the into the world of web 2 the split process might be a little bit harder to kind of um you know it might be that everybody would also be fine to kind of split it equally but it's just so much there's so much more kind of admin involved whereas within web 3 it's kind of like everybody has a wallet you put those wallets into into OX splits or whatever it might be, and then and then that's all that really needs to happen. Whereas, of course, Web two is is especially even on kind of people collaborating on an international level, um, and just all of the different entities involved in that process, it might be a bit more tricky. So, for now, we're planning to just keep it Web three only. Your talents are so multifaceted. One of the reasons I was looking forward to this call is your. I just see you in all of the different Twitter spaces. I see you publishing on ETH mainnet. I see you on OpenSea. I see you on Solana. I see you in every single Twitter conversation. And you're, you're not just out here talking about it. You're out here executing on it. And you also have this high focus on just continuing to be your authentic self, continuing to focus on authenticity and collaboration. And even though you are an early adopter, not letting that become a gatekeeping kind of mentality to keeping other people out. I'm, I want to kind of take a step back and hear this, your background. Um, I, I, I'm seeing you in what seems like an overnight really explosion, but I'm sure there's been a lot of work you've been doing in the past years behind the scenes. What's the, the backstory? Maybe kicking this off, what's the proper way to pronounce your name? Is it, is it Omotayo? It is, yeah, very nicely pronounced. Yeah, it's, um, it's actually a Nigerian name. Uh, it's a Yoruba name. So yeah, that's, that's how you pronounce it. Um, in my, in IRL, everybody calls me Thai. Um, but it's funny because in this space, yeah, people call me Omo Thai or the, the guys in the collective call me Omo because they're all American. So they're like, hey, Omo, Omo. So yeah, it's, I've, I've got, I go by many names, but Omo Thai is, is, yeah, my full uh, Yoruba name. And, so tell me about a little bit of your backstory. Um, how long have you been in the Web3 space? What did you kind of do before you came over into the space? Have you always been a musician? 
Yeah, it's 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 really interesting actually because you know on on one hand, yes, this has been evolving. Uh, me as a musician has been evolving over many years, but to be honest, it's kind of been quite an underground evolution. I feel like actually most of most of my journey up until I entered the Web3 space was really just kind of like the seed sprouting roots and growing down. And maybe there were times when even that was really frustrating for me um, because I wanted to, you know, I, I guess, you know, within a year of, I, I guess I started writing prop, even though I've always written songs since I was a kid, I guess I started writing proper songs about um, about six years ago. And um, I think at first, yeah, at first they were just kind of flowing and I wasn't really thinking too much about what to do with them. And then I started, and then I started actually singing in more kind of performative spaces, even if it was very casual, like, I don't know, around a, a, a fire at a, at a ceremony, for example, like a, a medicine, a plant medicine ceremony or something like that. So really small, like low key performative and more just kind of singing in front of people, but not necessarily always on a stage. Um, and people kind of yeah, just sort of noticing my voice, which kind of encouraged me to notice my voice. And um, and then, of course, you're, I think in a linear sense, your your thought is I'm like, well, actually, yeah, I've been writing these songs and I want to sing. And so and so, yeah, I should be a singer. I should get a record deal and then trying, but trying to trying, I suppose, like really trying to make that happen for a bit. Um, and just something and just nothing it just never really connected it never re it never felt like it was flowing even for me finding people to work with because I I can I can compose songs on a, on a piano but I couldn't sort of I couldn't make my music as a one at that person at that time anyway kind of make music as a, as a one woman band so trying to find producers and and musicians to work with and it was just never really clicking and it was only really when I let it go that the the music uh that I've kind of found my way to music in a much less um what's the word in a way that wasn't so much about um trying to make it something like trying to make it successful or or doing it with an end goal in mind but really just music for the sake of music because it feels good in my heart and it feels good to, to other people and um that's kind of when the the medicine what I call the, the medicine music um which was the first uh yeah the first thing that I minted on on ETH um was one of those songs started to come through and I found this uh I found this uh, thing called a loop station, which is kind of like a loop pedal, but for a vocalist with multiple channels and you can kind of layer up your vocals. And it just opened up my world because I was suddenly able to make music on my own, just using my voice, which is really my main instrument. You know, I would never say that I could play the guitar. I can just about play the piano to compose something and tell people what key my song is in. But to be able to just have this freedom to just sing into my microphone and layer it and layer it and layer it and and just be playful and it to be this kind of cyclical experience really sort of changed my whole relationship to my music and yeah I think since then I, I yeah I kind of recorded roots and then I was already in web three because of first because of you know <laughs> because bitcoin was going on a tear and then found my way to nfts and then could see what an nfts were 
doing for visual artists, the, the technology of, NFT, of, of NFTs was doing for visual artists and was just so inspired and so excited because I knew that it would come to music. Inevitably, it was going to happen. It was just a case of when. And then I started to kind of find these musicians, these early, really early adopters like Natasha and Domino doing really cool things. And then it just seemed like more and more people were finding my way into it. So it was really at the start of this year that I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely the perfect kind of blend of all the things that I'm super into, like this Web3, I'm loving it, my music, and I can just do it without there being any gatekeeper, any middleman, anything like that. So I'm just going to go for it, you know? And so as much as I, I feel like I've been on, my, on a journey with my music for many, many years, it's actually only this year that I've started to put my music out in the world um so it's kind of on one hand you know years in the making and on the other hand this is really just the very beginning of my journey so so um yeah it's pretty cool your creative process is very beautiful i had the pleasure of seeing your your glass protocol video of you making 420 goddess of the herb and just seeing your your oh, setup you seeing it? you go awesome. through that process gosh thanks yeah yeah it's really it's so it's it's so enjoyable I kind of since I got that that piece of kit it's just as I said it's just really opened up um the possibilities for me just in terms of how I make music and just can really quickly just kind of like get into this zone where you know for for, for many musicians it would be like jamming with other people who are on the same kind of musical uh technical level to you that you can just kind of flow you don't have to think about what you're doing with your instrument you can just flow and I think I had I had never had that before so to be able to do that on my own just with my voice and this and this piece of kit is just it's really it's very empowering um and has yeah I think that level of empowerment just gives me this this level of confidence in myself as a musician and and really more recently being able to say yeah I am a musician. I make music without that kind of awkward, oh, well, what kind of music? And then this kind of, well, it's a bit of, I mean, I don't really know. Um, 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 and it, I always used to watch myself responding to that question and almost like cringe because I knew that I wasn't fully in my power in that identity of being a musician, being an artist. And of course, I would never say that I'm I think there's always more more fully one can stand in their power in whatever aspect of their life. But I feel that I'm on the path to it now um, in a way that I never have been before. And it's definitely being it's definitely part of um, it's definitely the, like Web3 is, is, a, is a huge catalyst for that, for sure. I'm curious how you balance the the play between the, the degen side of Web3 and more of the like unlocking a new level of empowerment and, and being mindful in this space, having, having so many DGENs, like I've, I've got some friends who are on more of a spiritual journey and early conversations I had with them about NFTs were pretty negative and just thinking, why are we building a world where people are more connected into their phones? We should be creating more systems and tools where people are disconnecting. Um, I really like, people like you that see the space and see the potential. And I'm curious how you would address, like if you have any friends that kind of approach NFTs with a similar thought of, hey, I only see the DGEN side. I'm trying to live a more mindful and aware life. 
how how do you communicate with those people when you're talking about Web3 and NFTs? Wow, yeah, that's a really interesting question. And I think, you know, I feel like there is, for me anyway, speaking completely personally from my own frame of reference, for me, I it's really important for me to, I mean, I'm, I'm from London. I was like born and bred in London. I am a city girl. And at the same time, I feel equally at home on a beach in Thailand with no shoes, with no Wi-Fi for weeks on end, you know, going to plant medicine ceremonies, singing at Kirtan and just living a completely, you know, and, and I love going to Berlin and, you know, <laughs> going to going to Berghain, going to Techno Rays in my black Doc Martin, stomping around for 56 hours at a time. So I just feel that I my my experience of life is very multifaceted you know I'm a I'm a complete hippie but I'm also like a techno raver and I'm a mother and you know all these different parts of myself and I really um I I embrace all these different parts of myself no one of them is like fully me and I love that and I think um when it comes to web3 and and technology and, and the digital world in general I think it can be really easy to if you if you're somebody who is more kind of yeah has that very deep connection to the earth to feel less comfortable in this completely kind of abstract digital realm and I think it kind of is is anything that um it is is really like anything that it's really personal to each individual I personally can see so much about what the web3 movement and about nfts which which is going to facilitate more of the kind of life that I want to live. For example, you know, uh, the the freedom that it's creating for for artists at the moment, you know, whether it's visual or music or dance or whatever, but the possibilities of what this technology can do for people who would like to live a life as, as you know, where their creative output is, how they support themselves. For me, that is what's going to facilitate me being able to be offline and when I'm not in web three, I am living the exact life that I want to live, you know? And so for me, it's kind of, it's kind of like walking that middle way. I, I don't know whether that really answers the question, but um, yeah, I, I always feel like I've been quite comfortable to kind of be in diff in very different spaces and still be kind of comfortable within that spaces. But I guess it's not the case for everybody. I totally can resonate with that. Some of my friends uh, are on one end of the spectrum or the other. Some of my friends uh, avoid overstimulation in terms of social events. They avoid intoxicants to the fullest extent. They meditate for a couple hours every day. Um, They won't consume any medicine unless it comes out of the ground. And they stay fully on that side of the polarity and Personally, I'm aligned with you. I'm, I'm a nomad living in Argentina. I do have days where I'm very much on my path and I build good habits. And then there are other days when I'm, I step more into my degen side and being flexible with my identity and being comfortable with saying, okay, this is who I am today. This is how my body feels. This feels like what I'm being called to do. And this is what's going to serve my highest purpose. I feel listening to that is is important for each of us, and so yeah, to have like a hard and fast. This is this is how we explain it to everybody. Doesn't really uh, 
bring enough value to the gray area that is the diversity of human experience. But the lifestyle you're describing of like living in Thailand or going around to working with the other outside collective, doing work, I'm sure you have in your personal life, being a mother with, with all the different facets you have in your creativity. I feel like the level that you're performing at is only possible if you build certain habits or certain uh, tendencies in your daily routines. Would you mind uh, sharing like any of the, the routines or habits you've been finding helpful in your life recently? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and you're absolutely right. And as, you, as I think you said at the beginning, I, I really, if there's one thing that I would love for people to kind of think of me as within this space, it's, it's hugely an advocate for stepping away from this space when you need to, you know, I think... I feel like now that we're in a bit more of a bear market, it's a good, I feel like bear markets, whether they be like a few weeks or a few months or whatever, it really gives people an opportunity to rest. Like I remember when the first correction happened uh, back at the beginning of last year and I was like, oh, this is great. (laughs) This is really, really nice. I can actually like not look at my phone as soon as I wake up in the morning. I feel, I mean, I feel so much, so much, uh, a year in, in crypto it just feels like a really long time but I think um it, it it's good because it gives a lot of people an opportunity to to kind of take a little break now I feel like even Twitter feels a bit more quiet but I think it, at the at the height of what was this little mini kind of web3 music bull run if you want to call it that as there was this huge influx of people and interest um because it's a 24 7 space uh, it just moves so quickly and people can feel like they need to be here all the time. And I I think I did fall into that a little bit at the beginning as well, but it was really helpful for me to just, um, I think it was around the time I actually minted my, my Genesis piece um, that I think I was kind of uh, comparing, thought I had the expectations of my mint to go as the mints of people who actually, in hindsight, are much further along their musical journeys than me, who had theirs kind of sell out before it was even on public sale, you know, and I don't know why I had set myself that expectation, but, you know, I did, and and then when it didn't, um, when that, when it wasn't this immediate, you know, like, whoa, sell out in two hours or whatever, I felt this huge had this huge kind of like vulnerability moment of just feeling like really like a crab without a shell and just so much like oh my god what am I doing have I done this right is this right have I priced it too high have I you know is this not the space for me is this not really what I should be doing it really gave me an opportunity to just um and that time actually coincided with uh the the more macro events that were happening in in Ukraine hugely heartbreaking and it felt so right when that happened literally a couple of days after my mint to just step away because it was like I have nothing to say while this kind of thing is happening and just just seemed like such a good opportunity for everybody to just step away for a minute and just give these kind of huge moments the respect of a bit of kind of reflective silence you know and actually um it was exactly what I needed to just kind of step away and remember and just recenter really and reground and remember that this space is so new and that it's I plan to be here for many years to come and so just kind of coming back to remembering like hey it's a marathon not a sprint such a cliche but so true that as much time as I need to step away I can just step away and it's fine and 
at the moment I mean my daughter is two uh, and I work so I don't really have like these lovely routines and rhythms that I had maybe a few years ago with whether it be my yoga my movement meditation and this and that I'm I'm if I can have a bath like once 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 in a sort of monthly cycle then I'm doing good <laughs> you know if I can have a bath once a month that's what I try to stick to and other than that my my practice at the moment is really just listening to my body listening to my energy and if my energy is saying you need to just put your phone down and read your book for two hours this evening then that's what I do and I appreciate that there are times when I do need to kind of like step into that more kind of fiery energy of okay cool we've got this listening party it's 1am for you that means you need to sleep from like 10 till 12 45 and I that's not the kind of thing I do every week that's really like only on special occasions but I really do keep my boundaries around you know if there's things that I really am looking forward to like this for example then of course if it's slightly outside of my usual kind of daily rhythm it's cool if I know in advance but I'm really yeah late night spaces on a regular basis or whatever it might be kind of being on Twitter spaces 24 7 is just not um not sustainable in my opinion for, for any of us you know even though obviously we all have very different situations but it's really important to me to nurture those other aspects of my of my being and then when I come back to web three I'm like ready to go and and it seems that seems to be working very well because actually I get so many awesome opportunities coming my way at the moment which I'm super grateful for um but the fact that those opportunities are coming even as I take things in my own time and rhythm and say no to things just feels very affirming yeah just affirming back to you every time i see you bringing yourself on to twitter you bring so much love into the space and the community just has so much love for you and to see you succeeding with the outsider collective what can you tell me more about that role real quick? I know this might be a little bit of a pivot, but it, talking about opportunities that are coming your way and you're attracting this opportunity, even when you take time to disconnect and breathe, uh, did, did your role of strategic and operations lead for the Outsider Club, did that come after you uh, posted your song as like the theme song for the Loser Club? Yeah, it did. So it was kind of, I posted that song and then um, Pastel reached out and told me that we were making a mix. They, they were making a mixtape and did I want to get involved? And then I just said, you know, I'm really happy to lend my, I'm a, I'm a project manager. If you guys need help with that, I'm really happy to, to kind of own that role. And they were, they were happy to let me have it. So yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, and it's been fun because I, again, like a another, a very different part of myself that's like super organized and loves a good spreadsheet and like a good status update and that kind of thing. It's cool that there's space for her on Web3 too, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of, um, I suppose we've all taken, there's, there's 11 of us as founding members and each of us really has like quite different roles and it was just a couple of weeks ago that we realized like okay cool we're all founding members but should we give ourselves a bit more kind of of a of sort of roles and responsibilities so we each know what what is our thing when those things comes up like oh that's the thing for Ty or that's the thing for Pastel um and um yeah that's kind of what I said that I would be that felt right for me but we all went around and said what we'd like to do and there was no clashes it was so 
it's such a nice uh, such a wonderful group of humans to be a part of that we were all just like this is what I feel like I could bring and everyone was like yeah that makes so much sense happy for you to have that and there was no kind of oh well, I want to do this and I want to do this it's all just been really organic with with those guys and I'm really um yeah I'm just looking forward to like the voting being done and we've got some more exciting announcements that we can't talk about yet but that's going to just I think be even more uh, even more exciting for the loser community when when all the details of of the project for this uh, volume one taper out. So yeah, do you find that dynamic being a little different from your, uh, I guess probably the job that takes more of your attention during the day, the the dynamic that you found with uh, Outsider Collective. You know, funnily enough, I actually know that I I also have a really nice team at work. So. Um, I don't know I've it's and that's not always been the case though I just I feel like I'm kind of at a point in my life um, and obviously you know everything can always change at any any time so I really count my blessings every day in in regards to this but um, yeah the the relationships the working relationships that I have in my life right now are really good Um, and hey bad alphabet speak of the devil we were just talking about the collective hey friend But um, if you want to come up and jam, feel free to just invite yourself up. This is an open stage talking about Omotayo. Um, yeah, so in that sense, it's really it's really nice to kind of be in this place, in this space where I feel, um, yeah, in the different in the different working relationships that I'm a part of, very, uh, yeah, seen and appreciated, and can also really see and appreciate everybody that I'm working with, which is really cool. Wow. Okay. So another full-time job, roll with the outsider collective, yeah. <laughs> work on Twitter spaces. It makes sense. So do, do you find yourself even having space available to do much uh, scrolling through your website? I saw that you offer some more uh, personal sessions. Have, have you found yourself kind of too much opportunity to even take any more sessions recently? Yeah, I all of that. Um, that was what I was doing. So I actually so I work Yeah, I work in marketing and I left marketing at the end of 2018. And to really focus on everything that you kind of see on my website, the movement meditation, the tarot. Um, and then um, me and my husband, he wasn't my husband at the time, but we were together, like me and my boyfriend got pregnant. And then the pandemic happened. <laughs> so really everything got put on hold I mean especially you know like movement meditation and and tarot session obviously you can do that stuff online but I actually just used it as an as an the the pandemic as an opportunity to just put everything down like pandemic plus pregnancy when else do you have more of a green card from the universe to just like just stop just stop it all just just stop everything and I really just did and it actually felt so nice to just let it all go for a while and um, I think just having a baby and therefore, you know, two becoming three and us being a family made me sort of re, um, re what's the word, reassess what I was doing and why and realizing that whilst all those things I really enjoyed doing, um, the most important thing for me right now in my life is to have that stability and security, which, which only a full-time job can bring often, you know. And um, so, yeah, I went back to the work that I'm doing and uh, now in marketing and because of lockdown, the whole landscape has changed. It's really much more, you know, I can work from home so I can be with my daughter all day still. Like my husband looks after her, but I can still see her and 
Um, so yeah, I've I've put all of the other at the moment my my what my my energy outside work and family is all going into web3 but it feels really good it feels really good and i still feel like even though it's not um even though not all of it seems so outwardly let's say uh you know of healing modalities i still feel like that what the, the what i'm what i'm sort of bringing in this space whether it be through yeah the more kind of medicine music or even through doing stuff like with this with with the outsider collective there's still this um you know i'm still sort of bringing me and i feel like there is a part of me that's always i suppose yeah just wanting to encourage people to um feel safe to be themselves and i feel like that's one of the most important things that we can do in life is really um yeah find spaces where we can just be ourselves right and um so yeah that that kind of i feel like that can really take many forms it doesn't always have to have to happen i mean it's beautiful when it happens through a kind of more ceremonial space but it doesn't have to be um you know it can just be sort of the 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 process of life which is the ceremony you know yeah here in argentina covid is still pretty prevalent in the streets you guys got to still walk around with a mask oh wow um, really haven't found a ton of events How, how's it been for you have you found more local events more local in-person communities popping up in london or is it still pretty pretty distant and separated in terms of in real life community events i mean again i feel i i feel like i i have stepped because first lockdown and then having a child I feel like that a lot of the things that I was doing before like whether that be I, I used to really enjoy going to some I don't know if you've heard of something called five rhythms uh, which is yeah like a movement like a dance meditation modality which is just amazing and yeah one of the most I would actually say like the most powerful healing work that I've done in my years um but yeah, I stopped that when I got pregnant, and that I'm not even sure actually if that's if that's all in person again. I think sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not. Most of the time, it's online, but it's just so different, you know, doing things online. Um, mm -hmm. And at the same time, yeah, it's much. It's it's kind of. I mean, it's not impossible, especially now she's she's a bit older. I could I could definitely sort of get away for an evening to do those kinds of things, but. Um, uh yeah and actually I, I definitely should it would be nice to just start to create to bring a bit more of that into into my life if I can find it you know I think I think it's still a bit hit and miss in terms of having stuff in person for sure familia is lo más importante and family is the most important and it's very beautiful that, that you've been able to build and focus on and appreciate the change in life to to step more into your uh, family, I'm 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 curious more of the the blockchains that you've published on in terms of talking more about your creative side because mm -hmm. you've experimented on every single chain. I spent most of today listening to Roots on Loop and it is <laughs> a you? great song Aww, to listen to on a Sunday. Because usually <laughs> nice. I'll start my mornings off with like beautiful chorus and I'll play the beautiful chorus oh, movement album or I'll chorus. play Gone Gone yeah, Beyond awesome. or East Forest. You know, someone. Someone yeah. that is light and energizing music, maybe with some affirmations so that I can start my morning off on uh, just just lifting me up. Because when I, I get it. into my workflow with Mint songs, I'll turn on something like Kanye's College Dropout or recently <laughs> Kendrick's awesome. Mr. Morales and get much yeah. more into like a harder vibe. But when, mm -hmm, you, when mm -hmm. you first wake up, you want to turn on something light. And I think Roots yeah. is a great song for that. 
and I like what you did with uh, 420 Goddess of the Herb. Um, so you've awesome. released on both ETH, Solana, and Polygon. What are your thoughts overall on like the different blockchain options that musicians have when they're choosing uh, which chain to interact with and which community to interact with? Yeah, gosh, I feel like I really feel like I was actually just writing about this in my newsletter and talking to Dwight about this um, a few weeks ago as well. When we spoke, um, he was he was saying um, we were both agreeing that it really feels like each blockchain has its own um, personality almost. And he was sort of calling them cities. And we were like, yeah, Ethereum is kind of like L.A. or New York. And then um, Polygon is more kind of like, what did he say Polygon was? Maybe like San Francisco or, or, or um, Portland or something. And he was like, what about Solana? I was like, I feel like Solana's got quite a Miami vibe. <laughs> but I feel like what I personally am enjoying and kind of experimenting with as an artist is like, okay, each chain does have its own community and its own taste what would it be like to have almost like a strategy for each chain not too much strategy because but you know but more in a sense of okay well ethereum is really where i would put my um higher price point nfts um and um solana is where i'm kind of exploring putting more of my sort of like commercial almost almost poppy i get not not exactly poppy but definitely more commercial music um it, you know, it wouldn't sit within the medicine music collection, even though I'm really, really proud of it. It's just a very different, very different style. Um, but it obviously works because, yeah, I did I did a drop on Solana and it sold out really quickly, which was awesome, um, 22 editions. And then um, Polygon is obviously the most accessible chain in terms of price point, but not necessarily in terms of the actual uh, <laughs> process of setting up your Matic wallet, making sure you've got Matic, um, you know, and for a lot of people who maybe have just about been able to set up a MetaMask for ETH, then like bridging that ETH to layer two can, can be quite a, a task in terms of people who are just finding their way into Web3 music, through Web3 music, not having come through crypto and then NFTs and then kind of finding finding the music niche. So really kind of depends on your entry point. But what I always have really loved about Mint Songs is just the... Um, yeah, just the community that you guys are building is really, really awesome. Um, but at first, I just, I, I feel, I, when I, when I was looking at the, at the price points of a lot of NFTs, there, I, it, it just felt too low for what I wanted to do with NFTs, and that's not any shade on any. Obviously, everybody can price their work accordingly, but I just kind of felt like the, even just the, even just the hard costs of making the music of, you know, whether it be going into the studio or working with somebody who's a really good mixer or master, the, you, you want to, it makes sense to me that um, the music that you've really invested in should be sort of priced in, in that sort of way within Web3 that allows you to at least recoup your investment through, through the sales of the NFT. Profit is obviously great, but at least kind of making back what you've earned. Um, and so that was what I just found challenging is that it seemed like the sort of buyer culture of Mint Songs seemed to price songs um, quite a lot lower. But the great thing about my loop performances is that it's just me, you know, in my room, um, in my living room. And it's still, you're, I feel like with Goddess of the Herb, for example, um, I put up, you know, the 42 editions for 0 0.0042. And yeah, I think about, you know, like nearly half of them went really quickly because it is awesome to have something which is super accessible in terms of price point that people can, that people can scoop up without thinking, you know, but 
it works to also therefore for it be something that for me as a musician is is easier to make and priced at, at that sort of price point that um that that is um yeah easier for people to meet so so for moving forward I'm definitely like okay cool I'm definitely going to do more of these kind of one take live performances and put them out on Polygon because it's just a really nice thing to do and also kind of encourage more collectors into your collector family which is um which is exactly what that NFT has really done for me hey Werbs here Hey, everybody. We're in the last quarter of the show. So if anyone wants to come up and ask Omotayo any questions, feel free to just request, come on up. It's a very open stage. This is just Talk like all the outsiders. Hey, guys. Your... <laughs> <laughs> Talking a little bit more about your drops on Polygon. First off, thank you personally. Thank you because I only collect music NFTs on Polygon. So the fact oh, that you awesome. put it out. Yeah, yeah, when I, I saw that you collected one, I was so happy. It was great. I collected I was like, oh my five gosh, because that's, that's the benefit you? I give to my, my collectors. For this podcast, I drop an NFT of a quote that you do. And I drop it on oh, Polygon cool. because that's that's where I feel I'm I'm valued at. I, I have a lot of self-doubts and my self-confidence is kind of low. Like I don't see myself as being valuable enough of an artist to publish my podcast NFTs on Ethereum. But when I publish them on Polygon, they get bought out pretty quickly. And it, it gives me more revenue than what I got when I was getting ad-based revenue on my podcast. And it lets me build a community such that when Omotayo drops some NFTs that are reasonably priced, I can scoop up a bunch of them and then airdrop them to my collectors, which I found uh, just really good. So in your opinion, you found the most valuable NFTs for music NFTs have been on ETH and Solana so far? I mean, yes, yeah, Solana, the Solana drop. I think because they've uh, kind, they're kind of following the same model. Hey, I, I saw Slime pop in. Hey, Pastor, nice to see you guys. Thanks for coming. Um, yeah, I they're kind of running the same sort of model as Sound X Y Z, and I think because they're the first, it, it was on the platform called Releap, and because they're the first NFT music place on Solana, I think they've really, um, they've really. You know, if there are Solana collectors who who refuse to buy on Ethereum but have seen the success of Sound XYZ, then having this first music NFT marketplace that's specifically for Solana, obviously they're all there and like ready and waiting. And obviously the prices are much more accessible because it's uh, in Seoul rather than ETH. So you know, 0.7 of a Seoul at the moment is is really affordable. So yeah, I think it, that's really worked for them, and it it definitely was w worked for me. And I was so grateful that they sort of approached me, and and that um, the drop was so successful for them. Um, otherwise, I'm not sure. You know, I think if they hadn't approached me, I'm not sure if if I would have immediately thought of Solana. I definitely, I think, just because I kind of came through the like <laughs> DJ culture of NFT summer last year. I'm just like ETH is ETH is where it's at. It's where the liquidity is at. Like <laughs> where my collectors at. You know, so. Um, definitely for me, I, f I feel as an artist most comfortable on Ethereum. Um, and I think as well, it's just, I, th I feel like e Ethereum will always have that. It's always going to sort of be able to command that premium price point just purely because of the, of the culture that on which N the NFT, the, yeah, the NFT culture that has been built on ethereum you know so it will be interesting to see how the different chains evolve over, over the coming years um but i also really can imagine myself minting on different chains for that that same reason that i said before that it's just really cool to have these different places to uh 
to kind of flex different musical identities, you know. And let's talk more about the kind of the how the you view the bear market as the creator that you are. Um, you say you first kind of came in and started publishing NFTs. It was what 2020, 2021 when you first started, right? As everything was so growing. I only, I mean, I've only been minting since the beginning of this year in terms of as a creator. Um, but I came into NFTs, yeah, last last summer as as a collector, really. And so, since publishing the 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 price of ETH has kind of gone down. Has that has that you still seem to be here in the space? So it doesn't seem to have pushed you out totally. Has has it impacted your views or how much? How how has the bear market kind of changed your interaction with the Web three ecosystem? I mean, it, it hasn't really, because I think the underlying technology of Web3 is is exactly the same as it was when ETH was 5K, you know, <laughs> it's not changed. Like the, the blockchain itself isn't, hasn't changed. And therefore, those of us who are actually building in Web3 are just going to keep building, right? And if anything, it's it's actually really, I'm, I'm kind of excited about the bear market because I feel like there is a bit more, there has been a bit of a reset and... I definitely have have found my people like here they all are shout out Puffy, Pastel, Bad Alphabet, Web you know I'm really excited about what we're building with Outsider Collective and and outside of that kind of what I'm what I'm what I'm start the the kind of um, community that I'm that I'm hoping to build around my own collectors of my own collections and um yeah I think it there's it's, there's just a bit more spaciousness and and a bit more permission to kind of take everything uh, at your own pace you know so yeah I de it definitely hasn't changed it definitely hasn't negatively impacted on what I'm doing here and I think I, I with each week and month that passes I just feel more and more um, yeah confident that this is where I want to be moving forward more and more and um, yeah just excited to kind of see how the how the how the space is going to evolve over the next the next few years and how the people who are here and building now are really going to be so uniquely positioned for the inevitable <laughs> bull run that will come at some point in the future and i don't mean that just from uh from a from a financial standpoint at all i just mean the kind of influx of interest that there always is that comes along with a bull run and therefore the kind of what the what that next influx will look like and and you know what will be what will be the narratives and where will people's eyes be and where will people's attention be and um by that time those of us who were building since since now will be yeah just so uniquely positioned it's just going to be really cool it's just super exciting to to see what comes next and really be i don't know like at the forefront of this technological revolution i'm yeah i'm stoked yeah we see tech stocks are down, there's still a war going on in the Ukraine, inflation's at an all-time high, people are finding it challenging to buy their groceries and fill up their car, and yet the Web3 ecosystem, people are still getting jobs, the space is still vibrant, people are still super excited to wake up and get at it every day. It feels like uh, even though the prices are still down, personally, I get paid in ETH from Mint songs, but my pay is denominated Dude, in US dollars. What? Okay, so when, interesting. So whenever I get paid, like the higher the price of ETH is, the less ETH I get because my pay, being a US company that Mint Songs is, my pay is denominated in US dollars. And so when ETH costs are low, 
I'm like, frick, yes, I'm getting paid over an ETH every couple weeks right now. Because, yeah, what the hell? You're like, let this bear market last for another five please. years at least. Because <laughs> as an engineer, I just want to be able to stake. Like, I would love to be able to have 32 ETH and just thinking, okay, well, if ETH is at 4K, 32 ETH is well over $100,000. If ETH goes down, I could potentially be be staking and be a part of the the decentralized revolution. And I'm, I'm getting a little bit more into the engineering weeds, but I, I just to say, I agree with you that... uh. I'm very excited about these low prices. This makes me want to be here more and also to be able to tell more of my friends because getting them in around Thanksgiving and Christmas, I'm sure you've seen the meme on Twitter, like all of my family, I got to buy Ether on Thanksgiving now hate me. But now's a great time. I mean, sure, the prices might go lower, but at least at this point, if you're getting in, you you have a high potential that it's going to go up. And none of this is financial advice, but I, I think it is a great time for us to be building and onboarding more people into the space. And the bear market doesn't seem to be impacting that at all. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing, you know, as I was saying, it's like the technology is the technology. And I think that the bull slash bear market really is mainly a thing if you're, you know, if, if you're an investor, which I know a lot of us are. But it's really, I think the space really started to feel like home for me when I entered it as a creator. Um, and before that, you know, I, I really enjoyed collecting NFTs, even though I don't think it was so good for my mental health last summer when like everything was popping off left, right and center, except for the things that I was buying. I was just sitting on my bags like, what the fuck? But then when I started finding the Web3 music people and really curating my timeline to be much more kind of music focused, oh gosh, it just freed up so much headspace. And it's really since then that, uh, yeah, again, that I've really found my community I didn't feel when I was just here as a collector that I really had that community I was just kind of yeah I was just kind of just like trying to find my way on my own and I mean I was just at the outside of collective listening party that we had on was it Friday night and just listening to all this amazing music that people have made and to, to even just be a part of that is literally a dream come true I think you know for so many years I just I dreamed about having people that you could just make music with in this way that's just so chill. I mean, like, even Werb here the other day in the Discord was like, hey, guys, I want to make all of you a personal beat. I love you all. Um, so I sent him immediate. I was like, oh, my God, yes, what the fuck? Um, because I don't know if you've listened to most of the SoundCloud, but Werb is on pretty much almost every single track, and it's just such a um, diverse producer who, yeah, is such a, an honor to work with, dude, honestly. And then, yeah, just a couple of days later, he just sent me this beat like, oh, hey, I'm, I made this beat. What what do you think? And it was just so sensitively um, like refined to my the, the, the kind of mood, the sonic mood board that I'd sent him. And it was just just that kind of just the easy way in which creative collaboration happens in this space is is such a dream come true. So, um, yeah, I can't even remember what the question was, but <laughs> collaboration here is is otherworldly where i just gave you a follow it sound i'm looking at the soundcloud right now and it looks like it was published under you so definitely seems like i need to tap more in with uh what it is that you're creating to kind of wrap up the episode um what's something that you're looking forward to what's something in the space that is exciting you either in what you're doing with the outsiders with the loser club and your other work maybe just coming in the space in general what's something you're looking forward to um gosh I yeah I've got loads of things to look forward to I've um I've submitted a track for a special platform drop that's coming up real soon I'm really really proud of the track that I've 
made and I can't wait for that to be out and for people to hear it that's going to be a one of one um I'm going to be releasing the second track in my medicine music collection which again is sounding so good I think it's so funny when I've you know I've written these songs like just it's just 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 lyrics and melody that have come into my head and then sometimes I'll go to my loop station and then it's really just more lyrics and melody because it's all my voice and then when it actually comes to professionally recording these and I'm working with somebody who's like laying down bass and guitar and then I was like I think this would be nice to have a horn part so then he sends me like okay cool we have the session with the saxophonist here's the horns and I'm like what the hell this this song just came out of my head and now here it is in the world with like horns and shit so it's cool that that my music is kind of developing in this way I suppose to just involve more musicians and more music and just bigger sound which is really cool so yeah really another track that I'm really proud of that I'm really looking forward to having out in the world and then of course of course uh voting closes for uh the mixtape on Monday and then we will be mixing it mastering it and minting it and that's going to be super exciting as well so yeah I've actually got loads of June's going to be awesome Gemini season going to be amazing last yes, question I've love got that for air you. energy <laughs> last question I have for you is advice that you would give to new musicians in this space yesterday I was at um, I was speaking at a web3 conference here in Buenos Aires and Mick Invasor, I see you in the crowd, was one of the attendees. I'm not sure if he speaks much English. Everything that we were doing yesterday was in Spanish and Espanol. But if he does understand, he is very new to the space in Web3. And he was asking me kind of where I recommend to get started. I'm more of a podcaster and also my Spanish is a little rusty. But maybe for English speaking, new musicians that are looking to explore Web3, do you have any advice for new musicians that are just getting started in the space and might not have minted anything yet? Um, yeah, I would say if you're just getting started in the space and some of this is based on things that I didn't do. So I'm not saying this like I have all the answers, more like here's some things that I wish I'd have known. Let's, let's put it that way. Here's some things that I wish I'd have known or done when I was when I was kind of at the beginning of my journey. Um, take your time to listen for a bit before you feel like you need to do anything just really take some time to um find find people who you know you like their tweets or you like their work or you like how they speak or how they're viewing the space and their and their thoughts and opinions on this space and just really kind of let your timeline be a timeline of like active listening where you you're just taking it in and seeing what you like and seeing what people are doing so many awesome people are doing such innovative things with this technology so just take your time to be inspired before you feel like you need to move and then um take your time as well to to find your people um, and that happens really organically I think definitely make some time to find your way into spaces and that's not like every single space but just just take your time to find spaces uh, Twitter spaces I mean where you can just chat to other people it's so awesome I've found so many cool people through spaces who I still am kind of connecting with and collaborating with so yeah, it can really help help to just find the the people who you vibe with what they're doing, um, and um, yeah, don't be afraid to price your art how you feel in your heart. It should be priced. Don't let anybody tell you it's too high or too low. Um, just really go with your heart about it and trust and trust that process. 
you know, if you mint something and it doesn't sell out immediately, that doesn't mean it's a failure at all. Like I minted, I minted and um, I've sold nine out of 11 of my editions now in um, three months. And I'm really happy with that gradual process. And every single collector who's who's come on board for my medicine music collection has been like, just it's just been an honor when I get that OpenSea email and then I see who it is. And you, you realize that people are, people are kind of, experiencing you even if they're not directly speaking to you or you know directly interacting with you people see what you're doing so just try and um come to the space when you feel um yeah come to this space when you feel like it don't don't let it be a chore listen to your body listen to your energy if you feel tired and you don't want to do something that you said you were going to do just give yourself a break you know so that when you're here you're really showing up fully because I think we all feel that from each other when we're here and we're being authentic. And that's really when things flow, when you just let things happen in your own rhythm. So yeah, take your time, trust the process, um, find good people who you respect and listen to what they say and see what they do. It doesn't mean you have to do it, but just be inspired by the way that they're moving, not necessarily by what they're moving to. You know what I mean? So yeah, that would be my advice. And um if you are a creative and would like to be collaborative, come and join the Outsiders Discord because um, there are so many awesome people there and so many people who are willing to share their knowledge. Like people jump in the Discord and are talking, saying like, hey, I'm not a musician, but I'd love to get into beat making. And then there'll be like three producers who have, you know, oh, well, you could use this software, you could use this, blah, 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 and do this, do this. So that's actually a really nice place that we're starting to really see people kind of find um, a home, which is awesome. So, and my DMs are also always open. If you have any questions, I would be happy to, um, yeah, answer them if, if, if I can. And if I can't, I will be honest. And, and hopefully I can point you in the direction of somebody who can. Thank you so much for being the guest today. I draw so much inspiration from how you've been moving. So thank you for being an active member of the community. I'm going to wrap Thanks up so this episode. Thanks so much for having me. I'm going to wrap it up by playing the loser theme song that you made one more time. And uh, just one <laughs> final time, thank you so much for joining. I've really enjoyed this Thanks conversation. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's been awesome to chat. Thank you so much, Patrick. I really appreciate you. <laughs> I'm 
melody on my mind. It ain't the games running around my head. Connection is what I'm here to find. Give me community. Cause I'm here to flex. No, it ain't me. Connection is what I'm here to find. Give me Never cool, but I'm never alone. 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 Never cool, but I'm